1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. It just shows what a great actor he was. And when I was a kid, go ahead and play the music, 1973-1974. The Fonz was the coolest guy around. The Fonz was the biggest thing around. Hey, what a way to start the show! It Tells me we didn't really talk about all that much. It was interesting last week. We
2: I think we did. I think they didn't want they didn't want to start off with some of wow. the other crazy stuff they said, so they went with the Fonzio. The, the
1: the head needs to be a little larger. I think it needs to be a little larger. Nice yeah. effort. Nice effort. The flaws I don't know about that either. All right. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. I've seen enough. Take it down. Now, All right, was well, he a good actor? BFT, PM, I think
2: that, was he a Christmas good actor? Bloodborne. I mean, what other movies was yes. he in other than just going, hey, like what else? He was he the
1: biggest TV actor of the 70s. He was the most popular TV actor of the 70s. And the real Henry Winkler acts nothing like Arthur Fonzarelli. That is acting. If you've ever seen an interview of Henry Winkler, if you've seen him on any other show, he was great on. Barry won an Emmy Best Supporting Actor for Barry, which was is an awesome show right. on Max now. I
2: but don't know that Max, one. I do know The Water Max. Boy. That it's would awesome. be the only movie I really remember him for or acting anything different than the Fonzie. So... It's a good question. It's like Al Pacino. I don't know. I you know another one I want to throw that good actor or is he the same guy in every movie and just he talks like this in every movie. Like I don't know. I think he's a little overrated. That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Al Pacino in The Godfather, original Godfather, Godfather Two, so different than what he became. It's almost like it's a different person. I remember there was a point like around the late '80s where it's like, did Al Pacino die and they secretly replaced him with somebody else? He doesn't look anything like the guy who was in the movies in the '70s. He doesn't talk anything like the guy that was in the movies in the '70s. But *Son of a Woman*, yes, Sen of a Woman* is one of my all-time favorites. Right, it, it, it's one that my son and I absolutely love. It's on the list. We've got a list of movies we want to try to watch in the barn at some point over the next week when we're not watching football down there. *Son of a Woman* it's more of a Thanksgiving movie because it plays out Thanksgiving weekend. Right. it's still awesome. Awesome! Everything about it is great. Yeah. Everything about it. Yeah, it's. A good I, one. it's I, I I know yeah, he's a it, legend. It's, great. it's, it's great. just
2: you know he's a, he's a legend, no doubt about it. Like I love Heat. That's another movie I love with him and Val Kilmer. I, I don't like Heat. Oh, you don't like Heat's Heat? Too long. Wow, damn! Heat's I think it's a great story. I always liked that one. It was one of my favorites there. But uh, yeah, I I hear you. You're right. There was a transformation there somewhere in the '80s where he became. That guy that we see now, uh, and I know he's a legend, a great actor. But you know, I'm just playing and having some conversation here. That's fine.
1: You just don't like Italians. Yeah, like that's right. Arthur that's Brazilian right. I'm Ob-
2: married Ob- to one. I've been trying to even divorce Henry, that damn even woman though,
1: ever since I married her. <laughs> even even <laughs> though yeah, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> even though Henry Winkler is not Italian. See, that's how good of an actor he is. He acted like this Italian street thug. I mean, really. If Sylvester Stallone had been the Fonz, wouldn't Sylvester Stallone have been a much better Fonz than Henry Winkler?
2: Yeah, uh, Wouldn't yeah. that have made so much more sense I guess if so. it was him? I, I guess so, yes. You're right. A little bit more of a meathead version of that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could have worked for sure. You're right. There's no doubt. He kind of was that in Rocky 1. Just with a little bit of, like, just, like, he talked like you, this. And,
0: Adrian, you want to come in and, like, you want to drink some breathe. eggs
2: with me? You want to drink some eggs? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you didn't I don't think he asked
1: her that question. <laughs> I know, he didn't. The scene, though, when they're, when they're on the ice skating rink and she's on skates and he's jogging, that's it's just great. That movie is so good. It still holds up 47 years later. I watched it not that long ago. Right. I think it's on Peacock or on Max or on Netflix or one of those services out there. But get Peacock. You especially need Peacock because there's an exclusive Peacock game on Saturday night. All right, now I get paid this week. Let's get to the picks. Last week we were – right down the middle straight up and best bets. Although somehow you got two games on me, expanding your lead to nine against the spread. I'm running out of time. I still have a one game lead, barely clinging to that one game lead in best bets. We are tied 138 and 86 straight up. We disagreed on two last week and we split them down the middle. All right. So you got anything to add there? No, I hope we, I hope we
2: disagree on more this week. We'll see where it goes. It's more fun. And and, you know, one thing I like, like okay, do you ever root against your picks, right? Like, do you ever? Are you always root for your picks? Do you are you that guy? I know you've said it before, but I guess I'm just asking to confirm,
1: right? Because like, I always root for my picks, I, and I was even rooting for my pick on Saturday when the Bengals were playing. That the that, that I, I couldn't I, believe. I prefer- I prefer to be
2: right. I almost was rooting for the Vikings so I could, even though I picked the Bengals too, just so I could bag on you for them winning and then you not picking your team, right? I felt like that would have hurt you a little bit more. So I was rooting for that. But I like, I don't always go with my picks. Like Monday night, you're sitting there watching the Seahawks-Eagles. I know I picked the Eagles. Damn, as it got late in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, I was rooting for the Seahawks like you've never seen me root before. I was all in on it. I didn't care about being right. I was like, damn, they're close. Go ahead and beat these damn Eagles. And I uh, yeah, got my wish there. So I was okay with being wrong on that one. The stakes are higher when we
1: disagree. Yes, exactly If we right. disagree, that's a different story. When right. we're on the same page, then maybe, you know, you'd let it creep in. I was rooting for overtime. I wanted the Eagles to win 26-20 because I picked 27-21. That was you know, as close to a hole-in-one as possible. That's what I was rooting for, and that's why I was pissed off they didn't just throw a short pass and set up a Jake Elliott field goal and force overtime instead of trying to go deep late in the game. All right. Every week this season, you can play along with us. DraftKings has set up the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool. Pick every game against the spread for a chance at a $1,000 prize pool every week. Download the
2: DraftKings app, click on the pools tab, and enter the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool to make
1: your picks or visit DraftKings.com pools. And just like us, you got to enter all your picks before kickoff of the Thursday night game. Let's get to the Thursday night game. One good thing about this week, I don't have to listen to you. I'm not coming up there because our games are on Saturday. We don't have the full Sunday experience. I'll be in my barn. I won't have to hear you giving me a hard time. If you pick the Lions and I pick the Vikings and the Lions are winning, I would, ooh, all that stuff from you one well, row behind. Well, fuck you I then. You don't like me being it.
2: with me? Okay, well, fuck you then. Okay, I'm going to torch you on Saturday. Even though you won't be there, you'll be on that big video conference thing, and I'm going to make sure the sound's up so I can fucking torture you then. I'll okay. get it in. I'm not going to let you get away this whole weekend scotch-free without
1: getting uh, getting me getting at you a little.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, Thursday Night Football, Saints at the Rams. Rams are four-point favorites at home, over under of 46. DraftKings has 86% of the spread money on the Rams. Christopher, we talked about this game at length during PFT Live. I think we're both leaning Rams. Do Rams cover, in your opinion?
2: I'm definitely taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams to cover, too. I think the Rams are... You know, one of the hottest teams in football right now, playing as good a football as almost anybody, except for maybe some of the top tier teams in the league—49ers, Ravens, okay, Bills—but after that, I feel like the Rams can hang with anybody. They found something. You heard me talk about it earlier today, like you just mentioned. I mean, I'm in I'm in awe of their run game right now. I'm in awe of Kyron Williams. I think he's a, a star. He's a beast. I love – and that's what – people are going to get to see him tonight and how hard he runs, and it, I think people will have a different respect and go, whoa, this guy's better than I thought watching him in a standalone game here you know they got some toughness up front right and of course with Matthew Stafford and 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 that and and the weapons he's got around him i think they're going to put the saints in a bind on defense the saints they don't stop the run very well they want to play man to man those are two things that i think you know vastly favor the rams offense in that matchup the other side of the ball i do think that the saints can move the ball on this rams defense i do but i think the fact that the the saints aren't a great running football team will allow Raheem, to, Raheem Morris, the coordinator of the Rams, to play a little more past the events. And I just don't believe in the Saints in totality. I don't believe in their offense and their you know inability to be explosive, even though they should be explosive. And I, I just feel like the Saints are kind of one of those teams that beats the teams they're supposed to beat. But when it's even or the team might be better than them, they don't win those games and that's kind of how i expect tonight 28-20 rams
1: yeah i've got this is unbelievable and here we go again and i can exp- i can i can show you the proof i don't want to give away my score for saturday so i'm not going to show you the phone but rams 28-20 wow exact same thing that's amazing and it could be worse than that i'm trying to show a little respect to the saints cuz they're 7 and 7 the Rams have really ascended to a point where they are a serious threat in the NFC. Don't let the record fool you. If That's they right. get in, they are going to be trouble. And I'm really hoping for Rams at Lions. Sorry, Lions, but I have a feeling it's not going to end well for you if <laughs> Matthew Stafford comes back to Detroit in that game. My goodness. And then it would be Rams maybe at 49ers, and who knows? Who knows? I mean,. The the team best situated to beat the 49ers would be a team that plays them twice a year, every year, and That's knows right. their games, That's and right. knows their tricks, and right. and beat them in the playoffs a couple of years ago in the NFC Championship, so yep. the Rams are going to be very dangerous if they get in, uh, so we both agree, 28-20. All right, let's pivot to Saturday, an exclusive Peacock game at night preceded by an NBC game The coverage for the pregame begins at 3 o'clock. Kickoff, I believe, is at 4 or thereabouts. Fantasy football pregame is on NBC at 1 o'clock Eastern. Bengals at the Steelers. Bills at the Chargers. Holiday doubleheader. And, yeah, it's Jake Browning and maybe it's Mason Rudolph. It's still Bengals-Steelers. And the Bengals have rebounded well to the adversity they've faced. The Steelers haven't. It feels like Something weird's happening in Pittsburgh. They got to get their act together here quickly. Can they do it? This is one of the most fascinating games of the weekend for me because of this question of whether or not it's ending for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I think the next three weeks are going to be a major factor in where it goes. How does this game play out, in your opinion, with the Steelers two-point underdogs at home to Jake Browning an over-under of a mere 37 points? I, I, I It feels like a
2: get back on track, Mike Florio, pasta and meatballs, Steelers find a way to win this game type of, type of weekend, you know, as far as the timing, the way they played and all that. But I think the things you bring up, I think the questions about Mike Tomlin, the future there, I think it's the first time ever I feel like there's like a legitimate chance this might end the distractions of them having to talk about George Pickens or a receiver again and about his, you know, lack of intensity and Pittsburgh way of football. Those are all distractions for the Steelers. And I I just, as much as I kind of want to go, I think this is Mike Tomlin will get them turned around and ready this week. They've just been playing so bad that I, I can't even do it. I can't do it. And the Bengals have showed culture of, again, why they were in the AFC Championship game two years in a row and won once in the Super Bowl. You know, it's more than you know, just one guy at quarterback. There's a whole team there. There's a bunch of playmakers, right? And this is a team in the Steelers where yeah, the Bengals' defense is not very good. They give up big plays. I don't even think the Steelers are good enough to, to take advantage of that in any shape, way, or form. Right, and then you know the the Steelers not necessarily great at taking care of the football either here, and I just go the Bengals are good at that. They're they're good at taking away the ball. You know, the other side of it, the Steelers defense. Yeah, I feel like it's you know. Starting to crumble a little bit as well as we talked about, and I've kind of said the last few weeks, you know they've just had so much pressure on them. There's only so many weeks they can play ugly defensive ball and out hit you and do all that. I'm gonna go with the Bengals and Jake Browning. I think the Steelers
1: fight, but I'm gonna go 21-17 Bengals. Oh, here we go. You hope that there will be disagreements and you will have one that you can razz me about all day long on Saturday through that game and into the late game. My terrible towel's down there. I'm too lazy to pick it up. Steelers, when in doubt, 16-13. That's my default pasta and meatballs. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life of the long arm of the law. I feel like if the Steelers, and I said this last week, if they're ever going to turn it around, it's now. Well, this week, if they're ever going to turn it around, it's now. It's beyond embarrassing. They have to rectify the turds they've dropped on Heinz Field their past two home games. I make my pick with this notion that Kenny Pickett's going to play. They're probably going to list him as questionable later today. Thursday will be the day they do the final injury report for the Saturday game. I think he's going to play. I think there's been enough turmoil that you know, you either come together or you fracture and splinter and just completely shit the bed. I think Mike Tomlin this week finds a way to pull them together. They find a way to beat the Bengals. They find a way to get to eight and seven and keep away their playoff or keep alive their playoff hopes. 16-13 is my pick. All right.
2: All right. I, I don't I want to hear any of this excuse shit if Mason Rudolph starts or anything. All right. You pick the fucking Steelers and that shitty offense, whoever plays quarterback, I just want that to be known. <laughs>
1: I just said that I'm assuming that Kenny Pickett is playing, right. so yeah. I don't plan to make an excuse if good. he doesn't play. Good, if good, good. If my assessment is wrong and the Steelers lose, I'll live with it. Good. All right. Bill's at Chargers. Are you going to pick the Chargers? coached by a guy I'd never heard of, and I'm still not sure how to pronounce his first name. I mean, they, did they just pull, pull names out of a hat to pick the interim head coach? No disrespect to the guy whose name I don't even know how to properly pronounce, but I'd never fucking heard of the guy. Well, How bad is a team in the NFL when the interim coach is a guy that people who follow the sport 24-7 have never fucking heard of?
2: Well, I mean, how could you not pick what Coach Whatever his name is and Easton Stick to win on Saturday night? <laughs> I mean, whatever his name is and Stick, that is a deadly combination, you know. <laughs> and uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, what is it? Uh, Gif Smith. right? All due respect, Giff Smith.
1: All, all due respect to Gif or Jiff or Jeff or Joff or or Fred it, Smith. What is it? All is it respect? is it
2: is it a Jeff in like some Giff? weird way or? It's a gift. I don't know. Well, they better watch out because yeah. they could. They're gift. gonna. They might turn into a fucking GIF on Saturday night. I can tell you that. They better watch <laughs> it. There's gonna be a big Josh Allen bow around them and just whooping their ass on a consistent basis. I mean, come on. I mean, what this is uh, ridiculousness. I mean, the offense. It, it hasn't been that great when it was healthy, and of course, it's horrible now, right? The defense. That what we saw last week was the closest thing. You can ever see an NFL football field as far as a team quitting or not even able to rev up the intensity to 90% you know, at the end of the first quarter and just like they were faking it. So, of course, the Bills are one of the hottest teams in the sport. 34-13, Josh Allen, Bills continue their upward
1: trajectory and, and whoop that ass. 42-10, Giff Smith is the interim head coach to close the 2023 season, which is his eighth as a member of the Chargers coaching staff. Coach defensive line for the first six years, outside linebackers the last two, and I apologize to Giff Smith for never hearing of him, and I apologize for him or to him as to what he's about to go through the next few weeks, <laughs> trying to restart the engine on that Chargers lawnmower that has shut down for the season and been mothballed. All right, to Sunday. Sunday. Christmas Eve games we begin with the Colts at the Falcons Falcons going from Desmond Ritter back to Taylor Heineke as Arthur Smith feels his head coaching career swirling the drain in Atlanta I'm surprised the Colts are underdogs I I know they're on the road and I know the Falcons have potential but the Falcons are six and eight and the Colts are eight and six and the Falcons are one point favorites and the over/under is forty-four point five. Christopher, who do you have? Well, I, I I think there's some
2: things in this matchup that favor the Falcons. I do. Uh, that's where I, I am going to go with the Falcons in this one. You know, I first off the Colts. You know, you can run on them a little bit, and you've heard me say that you can throw on them a little bit. I would think that's part of the reason they go with Taylor Heineke here. You know, the Colts will kind of go because they're worried about their inability to stop the run they kind of go all in at times stopping the run and just leave you with, you know, some looks in the pass game that I feel like a Taylor Heineke in this Atlanta Falcons offense will be able to take advantage of. I do. I look at that, and then, you know, again, it's is a little bit of a pasta and meatballs feel too, but the desperation like you brought up with Arthur Smith, the Falcons, it's a must-win football game. They are at home. Right. And I I think their defense matches up favorably uh, against this Indianapolis Colts offense. I do a Colts offense that can do everything, but isn't necessarily, you know, what do I want to say? Explosive or scary. And I think Atlanta will be able to play pretty aggressive. They're aggressive to begin with anyways there. So I'm going to go Falcons 24, 21 and a close one.
1: I have the Colts in this one, 24-17, so we disagree on another one. I just think that at this stage of the season, we have seen it again and again from yeah. the Falcons. Yeah. It feels like it's falling apart. They lost that game in Carolina. They should have won. They had to go back to Taylor Heineke. There are real issues with usage of the star players, B. John Robinson not getting utilized the way that he should. You wonder if Arthur Smith, feeling the heat, You had the comments this week from the owner of the team, Arthur Blank, which kind of make it pretty clear that Smith is in trouble. And then you've got this Colts team. I mean, you're all in with Shane Steichen and what he's doing with the offense. And they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They got a chance to win the division. I I see them becoming more confident and believing. And Gardner Minshew leading the way. And, And, you know, the Falcons are one of these teams that Probably said no to Gardner Minshew in the offseason. Let's take Taylor Heineke instead. Gardner Minshew's been rejected and overlooked, and this is his chance and the Colts' chance to to continue this unlikely path toward the postseason. I've got the Colts 24-17. Packers at the Panthers. Green Bay favored by five on the road against the red-hot Carolina Panthers, who doubled their win total last week thanks to Desmond Ritter throwing the ball into quadruple coverage. There was one... Falcon and four Panthers and that was that for the Panthers. They get their win. Do they get another one on Sunday at home against the Packers? I, I don't see it that way. I don't know,
2: but but I do think they'll be a pain in the butt and keep it close. I mean I feel like I'm a a you know I'm repetitive when it comes to the Panthers and what we talk about, right? You know, it's just it's again, it's the offense. It's the struggle. Them getting over fourteen or seventeen points is almost a miracle when it happens. You know, now I do think that Panthers defense will give Jordan Love and company problems. And I don't expect them to go down there and you know kind of look like they did three and four weeks ago you know, before they hit the road bumps of the, the Giants and the Buccaneers the last few weeks. Uh, so that's where I think it can be interesting. And I think the Panthers, for a while, can kind of keep this low scoring and ugly. And maybe if their defense can force a turnover, maybe they can make that type of an upset. The Packers' defense is definitely a little concerning here down the stretch. Too many big plays, blown coverages, stupid stuff they're doing on that side of the ball. But I still can't pick the
1: Panthers. I'm going Packers 23-13. 27-13 Green Bay Packers. I just feel like the Panthers check the box on getting that win. And now they can go back to sucking again. And the Packers, if they can't win this one, then they have far deeper problems. Far deeper problems than the last two weeks would suggest. If yeah. they can't go to Carolina with the season basically on the line at 6-8, and eight, if they're going to have any hope of pulling it out down the stretch, they've got to win this game on Sunday at Carolina. Browns at the Texans. Joe Flacco popped up on the injury report yesterday with a calf issue. C.J. Stroud still out, reportedly light sensitivity after suffering at least one concussion, if not two, in back-to-back weeks. The Browns are favored by two and a half. Thanks to that incredible defense they have over under a forty, do the Browns go down to Houston and move to ten and five on the year, Chris? I, I believe so. Now it's
2: scary. It is, you know, Houston we know is is a pain in the butt. I, I think the thing I look at and just go, man, this Houston running game, the way they're they're dominating the line of scrimmage, there definitely going to put some you know make some issues for Cleveland. You can run the ball a little on Cleveland. And they're so aggressive at times with people at the line of scrimmage that if you kind of get through that first wave, you know, the, the parting of the sea can happen and you can rip off some plays there. I think where I really worry about it is I just go where I don't know if I see pass plays or big pass plays or enough consistency in the pass game from the Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns to really make it happen. I think Cleveland will be able to go. We're gonna load the box, overplay the run. We got three awesome corners. We don't think your receivers are all that, and then they're gonna get in the face and be able to play some run defense and do that. Now the Texans defense, I I think, can give them, give the Cleveland Browns some uh, offense, some issues too. What I would say to Cleveland, what I've been saying all week, is you gotta manage Joe Flacco. You got to manage him, right? I mean, again, everybody talks about him like he saved the day last week. He threw three interceptions. I wish I could have been a savior in one of the games I threw three interceptions. I mean, so they got to be smart with what they're doing. They're good. To me, a little too loose with him right now. You know, I understand he's a veteran and you think you can trust him, but Joe Joe Flacco the last 4 or 5 years is Mr. hold the ball in the pocket too long, Mr. I think I can fit a ball deep down the field into window even though there's seven people there, and he's made some of those mistakes here as a starter for the Browns. I'm still going Browns, but they scare me be conservative play through the defense 20 to 10 Browns.
1: 1914 Browns, and look, that defense is so good, it can make up for three interceptions, and Joe Flacco forgets about the mistakes and focuses on the task at hand. They're not going to get away with that forever, over... though.
2: That's where I'll just say he can't do that. You know what I mean? He might get away with it last week against the I... Bears. It's not going to be against the good AFC teams.
1: I don't disagree with that. Yeah. The Texans got away with a win over the Titans last week somehow. It looked like the Titans were going to win it easily. The Texans battled through. Case Keenum got it done. I just think the Browns, they're so close to that brass ring. They can feel the culmination of a, of a season of fighting through adversity, four different starting quarterbacks. I just feel like they're so close. Now isn't the time for it to fall apart, although this won't be a best bet because I could see that game going either way. All right, the Lions, three-point favorites at Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Another winter whiteout. The Vikings wearing white on white. they have everybody show up in white. They should have a white helmet. I've got a white Vikings helmet down in the barn they should introduce a white helmet to go along with the white jerseys and the white pants at home but they don't listen to me I'll go first of course
2: you are I mean you're wearing a fucking ugly Viking sweater good thing they're not wearing that for this the game this weekend
1: (laughs) the Vikings outplayed the Bengals but ultimately were outscored in Cincinnati Nick Mullins had over 300 passing yards Ty Chandler who it's great I you know 32 has kind of always been the unofficial Favorite family number. There's never been a 32 worth of damn on the Vikings. Now there is with Ty Chandler. I kind of like that aspect That my son loves that side of it. I don't know what the Vikings are going to do next week against the Packers. And I think it's a tall order for them to go to Detroit and win there, especially if that game ends up being for the division title, as it very well could be. But coming home, big day, big game, Christmas Eve, Justin Jefferson back and healthy. Nick Mullins a little underrated. Yeah. He had some dumbass plays last week. The one where he basically handed the ball to the Bengals BJ Reader, and Lyman no, Stupid. Yeah. BJ yeah. Hill. Stupid. Stupid. Right. Just stupid. But I think they can do enough because, look, the, the Lions are kind of like this roller coaster team and they allow themselves to think they're good and they are good, but then they'll, they'll, they'll step in a pothole. We've seen it. And I think the Vikings can exploit their defense. The challenge is, Brian Flores, can he get Jared Goff to third down and confuse and confound him and force him to make some mistakes? I think they can. I think the Vikings win. I picked it close, 24-23, to 23 because I knew the Vikings were going to be the underdogs, so what the hell? It could be worse than that, but I'll go 24-23. Late field goal, Vikings beat the Lions, and keep their hope alive to win the division title.
2: Okay, I like it. I don't think you're crazy with any of the thoughts you said there. I waffled with this one. I went back and forth and how dare you disrespect the great number thirty two, Ontario Smith. I mean the guy buying Wizenators and doing all that, you disrespect that legend of the Vikings? How dare you? What a jerk you are. Jeez. Um but no, in all seriousness, uh he lot. was number 32. Uh, I forgot yeah. he wore number yeah. Out of Oregon, I
1: remember the Wizinator. Yeah, that's right. I remember the Wizinator. Yeah, right. yeah. It's a chapter in Playmakers, but I forgot he wore number 32.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yep, he. You know, we're the same time frame there as far as coming to the NFL, so I remember him vividly. He's your age, 43. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I think we were in the same draft. I think it's not. It was a year separated or something like that. But, um, you know, it, it, you made a lot of the great points. You know, the Vikings defense, it is damn good. It really is – I think the thing I look at with the Lions here, and, and you've heard me say this the last two weeks, with their offensive line healthy and guys that banged up are 100% healthy and all that, they're another team that I'd sit there and go, run the ball a little bit more. Don't don't be so pass-happy at times because when they run the ball, they're, they're almost unstoppable. We know the play-action game's unbelievable, and I think the running the football is the one thing that can kind of stop the creativity of Brian Flores – Right? But that's going to be a really great matchup. The other side of the ball, yeah, the Lions defense, I don't look at it as special. And I certainly think Kevin O'Connell and company can have their way with the Lions defense, especially with the way they're running the football here as of late. But all said and all of that, I just, I'm going to go with the Lions here. It was a tough, it's a toss up. I'm going to go with them to pull this off. I think the offensive line in the run game will be too much. And. I don't trust Nick Mullins from not doing something stupid during the game. I've seen him do it with the 49ers. I've seen him do it last week, and I might see it again. So I'm going Lions 28-24. Let's go restore the roar, Lions
1: By the way, by the way, Ontario Smith was picked eight spots after you in 2003. He had 579 rushing yards as a rookie, 544 in his second season. And then after that, that's when it all ended because, but for the grace of God, went Chris. He got popped for smoking marijuana. You did not, thanks to the Wizenator. All right, Right. commanders at the Jets. Both teams eliminated. Jets three-point favorites. Aaron Rodgers on the active roster, but won't be playing. Over under of thirty seven a game nobody cares about. Who do you think wins?
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean that that, that whole thing's a, a little weird too. Is he gonna dress right? Is that gonna happen? I don't even know. Um, I I mean, these are two beaten puppies as far as football teams are concerned here, right? I, the, the Commanders. I mean, the benching of Sam Howell last week. I mean, it, I guess they're sticking with him again this week. Sure, you know, but they're all line. They don't run the ball that well, pass protecting against this group with the Jets, right? I don't necessarily feel comfortable with the Jets' offense versus the Commander's defense, but I think it's C – Poor enough defense in Washington there that even the Jets will muster up a few points, let alone Sam Howell is the closest thing we've seen to a human turnover and a human sack in football in quite some time, and I think that just bodes well for the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets 17-14. Won't be a best bet, uh,
1: but I just think they gut this one out. I already took my hand off the checker. I already picked the Commanders. I'm not going to flip-flop. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game because I have no idea where the motivation comes from. I have no idea how Zach Wilson's going to play. I have no idea how many people are going to show up. Can you imagine how empty that stadium's going to be Christmas Eve? Who is going to, to muster the will to go watch the Commanders at the Jets on Christmas Eve with no Aaron Rodgers, with Zach Wilson in one of his final games with the Jets ever? Yeah. It's going to be an ugly day, 24-20, Commanders, and it's just throw a dart. Pick a team. Commander's offense was promising last week against the Rams. That's all I got. All right. All right. All right. Good. All right. So, wait.
2: I'm right on the spread there, right? So, let me make mine 17-13. Okay? I'll go there. All, all right. right. Good. Good. We got I'm some disagreement Because I didn't. There we go. Good. Good. All right.
1: Seahawks at the Titans. Seahawks favored by two and a half after that big win on Monday night against the Eagles. The Titans are Are home underdogs and the over under is 41.5. 89% of the spread money, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, is on the Seahawks. Are you, Christopher, on the Seahawks in this one? Well, I don't think it's as easy as that. I really don't. I mean,
2: one, I don't care who plays at quarterback this week for the Tennessee Titans. You know, I don't, this is one where if Will Levis can't play, I don't go, oh man, they're not going to be as good with Ryan Tannehill they're going to be, they'll be fine. Right. I mean, they might even be able to do some more advanced things that they wouldn't want to do with a rookie quarterback. So I don't look at that necessarily as like a bad thing. And again, I don't look at Seattle's defense as being anything special. Right. And I think this is a, this is a game and a team that can put them in a bind a little bit where their run game of the Tennessee Titans Yeah, compose some problems for the Seattle Seahawks defense and make them have to go a little too much all-in on that and be stupid in the pass game behind that, right? So I worry about that for Seattle. The other side of the ball, too, kind of the same thing. I don't know if I really feel like the Seattle can run the ball that, that, you know, consistently well. And I think with, like, you see Vrabel, when they feel like they can stop the run, like maybe the Miami Dolphins game, they can be very creative in how they stop the pass game. This is one of those I look at every. You know, I try to look at you know two, three games every week. where I go? Where do I think an upset can happen? This is the one I got circled. I'm going with the Titans here. I think they're going to pull it off at home. I'm going to go 24-17, Tennessee.
1: Good. good, good. You rooted for the Seahawks on Monday night. They they gave you the enjoyment. They gave you the pleasure. Of having your rooting interest pay off, even though it went against your picking interest, and now you're turning your back on Pete Carroll. He turned his hat backward, and you're turning your back on him. (sighs) I'm taking the Seahawks 27 17. They're still alive. I mean, look, when in doubt, the team with motivation against the team with none, and now they're eliminated, and Derrick Henry knows it's coming to an end for him, and he's going to be a free agent. Does he want to get injured one of the final weeks of a lost season? I think that mindset might infect a lot of guys who play. Will Levis is likely out. Ryan Tannehill's back in. I just think that you get to one of these holiday weekend games for a team that's done. I, I, it's hard to believe in the Titans, although we saw them a couple of weeks ago up and the Dolphins. All right, let's take a break. We'll look at the late afternoon games for Christmas Eve, including the headliner, arguably, of the weekend until we get to Monday night, Cowboys at the Dolphins. More PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned right after this.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there, Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's health monitoring litter... This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company.
1: Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket, $150 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day, Download the app and use the promo code unbuttoned when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. All right. Christmas games. No, I missed it. Wait a minute.
2: I mean, Christmas what Eve. the I'm fuck? The the I mean, wrong. would you come on? Like, let's go, man. I'm get your the- shit straight. Oh, I said
1: the wrong promo code. Damn. You're going to get the credit for all the people who are going to rush to sign up. With promo code in unbuttoned instead of promo code you I mean, you're Darn, just, how will I ever pay the bills? You're
2: uncoachable. Darn. You're uncoachable. As always, you're fuck the Antonio you. Brown of NBC. No That's what you yourself. are.
1: We don't have a lot of time. We've got to get to the game. Okay, Antonio, it's let's go. Get to the games. <laughs> Jaguars at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored by one. Jaguars have lost three in a row. Trevor Lawrence is in a concussion protocol. He's got the ankle injury still. The Buccaneers have really turned it around. Baker Mayfield, candidate for comeback player of the year, very dark horse candidate for MVP. They're in a position where hey, look, I think it's a big deal they went to Lambeau Field and won. I don't care how much the Packers are struggling, I think it's a big deal to go to Lambeau Field sure. in. When you're late in the season and the playoffs are on the line and the confidence level is going to go up. So, Chris, is it is it confident level high enough for the Buccaneers to upend the Jaguars and get to eight and seven? And stay in first place, at least in a tie for first place in the NFC South. Yeah, I, I mean, exciting football game, right? I, I think this could be a game where I
2: mean, we see a number of big plays in the past game and and in the air with you know two big right arms. I'm going to pick the game like like Trevor Lawrence does play. Uh, that's that's how I'm you know going to evaluate it and talk about it for right now. Uh, obviously, yes, it'll be a little different if he doesn't because he's he still got some special qualities about him. But I look at that and go, you know, one, yeah, I think they're going to be able to throw the ball on Tampa Bay. Definitely. I mean, everybody throws on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, one of my things that I talk about too much is they worry about the run game too much, right? Almost like, you you know, think about back to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, right? Everybody had to talk Todd Bowles that are like, don't do what you always do, or they're going to throw for 400 yards like they did in the regular season matchup. Back off a little bit. Right, and they, they just can't do that at times. They're always aggressive and putting people at the line of scrimmage. Right, I don't know if that's going to change here. Now the Jags can't run the ball worth a damn. Right, so maybe that makes them play more pass defense. But that worries me about the Bucks. Certainly, the other side of the ball almost stands true. to The same thing too. You know, the Jags can't stop the damn pass pass uh, game either. They can't rush the passer. Baker Mayfield can sit in the pocket, make big plays in the passing game. I'm just going to go with this is a Jaguars get back on track football game and that the Bucks feeling themselves riding high a little bit. And the Jags, this is big. This is desperation time here. I think they're going to get off the schneid. I'm going to take them to win the, on the road 27-20.
1: Yeah, that was my reasoning in picking them to beat the Ravens on on Sunday night when I was the Lone Wolf. Yes. On football night in America. So I'm holding a grudge. I'm holding a Not grudge. I'm you. pissed the Jaguars let me down. <laughs> I'm pissed off. Jackson DeVille is back on my shit list again after the Jaguars lost on Sunday night. I believe in Baker Mayfield. I believe in these Buccaneers. These Buccaneers. You know, you say all the time you want the best teams to make it to the playoffs. If it's Buccaneers hosting the Cowboys in the wild card round. Yeah, I hear you. I think the Buccaneers, I think you get the Cowboys out of Dallas onto grass. I think the Buccaneers, I think these Buccaneers have a better chance than Tommy's Buccaneers did last year if they get there because it'll be the culmination of proving to themselves and everyone else that they belong. They belong, they win twenty three twenty. Go Bucks, go Baker Mayfield, go Mike Evans, go Rashad White. We gotta go to the next game. Go shove up your ass the for you. Cardinals at the Bears. Bears are favored by four. The Cardinals, who once upon a time were in Chicago, come back to town with an over-under of 43. Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, another game between two teams who are done. Who do you have?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I like the Bears, obviously. The Bears have been playing pretty high-caliber football. You know, they lost, yeah, a tough one last week against the Browns, but went toe-to-toe with them. You know, you see, their defense is real. They're a pain in the ass. They got a lot of young talent offense and Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to be the hot button topic as soon as this season's over. I mean, you know me, I'm Mr. Pretty definitive on my evaluations of quarterbacks. Even in this year, I've gone back and forth on Justin Fields two or three times. You know, I'm really intrigued by what they do, but I think he's playing pretty damn good football and they can run the football too to go off of that. They're kind of explosive in the past game. Uh, I just don't see the Cardinals going on the road in cold Chicago and this Bears defense that's been stout as hell. uh, I just don't see them making a lot of plays there. I'm going
1: Bears 27-17. Time for your weather on the ones. The temperature kickoff will be in the mid-50s, so it's not exactly going to be an old Soldier Field day with not a lot of wind. Still doesn't really change my mind here. I like what the Bears are doing. Jonathan Gannon is safe for next year. Matt Eberflus, the Bears coach, isn't. They need to win this game to just kind of help finish with a vibe that may stave off any temptation to call the Steelers about Mike Tomlin or otherwise explore who they could upgrade to, Jim Harbaugh, to the Bears. A possibility. I think Iberflus needs this win. Fields needs to play well. I think the Bears will play well enough to win. 30-23 to 23 is my score, and that's that for that game. Now, the big game of the day. Christmas Eve Cowboys at the Dolphins after getting blown off the field in Buffalo 31 to 10. And it felt like it wasn't even that close. The Cowboys go to Miami where the Dolphins finally get maybe a pelt on the wall against a good team. That's been the narrative all year. Beat the bad teams lose to the good teams. The only time they've broken that character is when they lost to the Titans a couple of weeks ago. This is a huge one. And a lot of it comes down to whether or not Tyreek Hill can play. I'm told it's likely he'll play. I don't know how effective he'll be, but I'm told it's likely he'll play. I was told that on Sunday. I don't know where it stands currently. We'll get it updated by the weekend. The Dolphins are favored by one and a half, over under a 50. That's the highest over-under of the week. Chris, you, you rode with the Cowboys last week, and they screwed you. Are you gonna double down with big D or are you gonna abandon them for the Dolphins? No, I'm 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 not. I'm abandoning with the
2: with the big D. Abandonment with the big capital D in the middle there. Yeah, I I am. I I first off, I you know, I've thought a lot about the Dolphins this week because I've kind of just been racking my brain because I you know, I'm starting to have people on radio and I know we'll have to talk about it this weekend about who's the team you look at in the AFC that You know, we'll play the 49ers in the Super Bowl as it stands right now. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more I feel like I'm trending towards the Miami Dolphins. You know, one. Hey, they're yeah, their defense, the way it's playing, the way it continues to get better here. I think they're a pain in the ass. I do. And, you know, when in this matchup just all together. Yeah, you've heard me say this before. Dallas, the, the the offensive attack is not overly creative. It's aggressive, and that's that's been enough against the middle class and the lower class. But like we saw last week, aggressive isn't good enough against a good coach and a good defense. I don't think aggressive, plain aggressive, simple aggressive, is not going to be good enough for Vic Fangio. And then Dallas, what I worry about with them is they want to play man. But can you really play a ton of man against this group? I don't really know about that. I don't think they can. And if they play zone, they're not that good at it. They're going to get picked apart. I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. 31-24. The odd thing is neither team is very good at red zone defense or goal-to-go defense, and I think both teams will get down there, and when they get in there, they're going to score touchdowns. 31-24 Dolphins.
1: I got 27-24 Dolphins, and look, I think the Cowboys will play better than they did last week. They'll take it as a challenge. They don't understand why they can't win on the road. Micah Parsons was talking about that this week, but this this is the ultimate test for the Dolphins. This is it, and they're trying to hold off the Bills. At some level, the Cowboys have to have gotten the memo that the chances of them winning the division are pretty damn slim when you look at the Eagles facing Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Cowboys have to run the table and hope the Eagles slip up in one of those three games, I just think it's too much to ask for. You get them out of Dallas. They're a different team. The Dolphins really, really need this one. I I could see it go the other way, but after what the Cowboys did on Sunday, I just think that's a lot to fix in only one week. And the Dolphins flying higher at this point, they get the win, 27-24. Not going to be a best bet, though, because I could see that game going the other way. All right. Christmas flying higher. Wait, and just one thing. Game. Flying
2: higher, too. And... You know, to, to something you brought up, right, about, hey, I mean, there's a good chance they could be back at the number one seed this weekend. They win this game. Baltimore loses to the 49ers. They play Baltimore next week, right? So there's some really big-time motivation uh, for Miami on a lot of different levels here.
1: And I think Mike McDaniel really using what happened against the Titans on that Monday night as a way to just kind of, you know, poke and prod yeah, his right. Dolphins players to right. – to, Perform at a higher level overall. All right, Christmas Eve night game, NFL Network exclusive broadcast of the Patriots at the Broncos. Broncos are favored by six and a half. Patriots just playing out the string. Broncos still have some playoff hopes, although they're slimmer after getting beat by the Lions last week. This is the lowest over under the week at thirty four and a half. Who you got?
2: Well, I, I like the Broncos, but not by a lot. This is another one where if there's an upset to happen, I think this is one that that it could could be. I do. You know the status of the the Patriots' O line and health is concerning a little bit because I thought you know they might be able to healthy. They could run the run the ball on Denver a little bit, but I really think the big thing is I think the Patriots' defense will make the game ugly and keep them in it. I do, but either way, I'm going to go with the Broncos at home, playoffs on the line, Russell Wilson, all that. Seventeen thirteen.
1: I picked the score at twenty three seventeen before I knew the spread, so I'm giving the Patriots the cover but the Broncos, the win, you know, Bill Belichick still has his team playing hard and we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. It feels like a change is coming, but, but the Broncos still are in position to maybe just maybe make it to the postseason. I'll give the Broncos that edge 23 17. We'll take a break when we return three games on Christmas, including this week's version of the game of the year to cap off. Week 16. We'll do that when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continue right after this.
0: Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed... Ho,
2: ho, ho. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Ho, ho, ho. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat. Same game parlay every day. Rudolph loves that. Download the app and use the promo code Unbutton. Ho, ho, ho. I heard the host of that show's a genius. When you sign up, use that code Unbutton. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm an like idiot. Kentucky, I have to entertain myself. Christmas I know. Santa damn. Claus I can't there. get fucking Phil out of my impersonations no matter what. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Santa, Santa's bringing somebody some squirrel meat. <laughs> yeah. On, uh, uh, on Christmas Day, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, that'd be great. That'd be great if you open a present from your dad and it's squirrel meat. I don't know how you would find squirrel meat this time of year, but as soon as I'm done, I'm going to see if I can deliver you freeze dried squirrel meat on oh, Christmas you. morning. Mm, That's yummy. my quest mm. once we're done. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, Raiders at Chiefs, Christmas Day. Patrick Mahomes told me after the win over the Patriots, he likes the fact that they get this standalone game after everybody's opened their presents. or are getting ready to eat. He's disappointed that he's not going to be at home with his kids on Christmas Eve, and he's not going to be there Christmas morning. But I think, I think players kind of like, you know, being the center of attention on a day when it's a huge captive audience. That's right. And it starts with Raiders-Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 10, over under a 41. Extra long break for the Raiders, who played last Thursday – who do you like in this one? Well, obviously
2: the Chiefs. I do. And, you know, there is – hey, it'll be – he's going to love the day. It's gonna. He's going to play at 12 o'clock Central time. He's going to be at home sitting by a fire by 5 p.m. And it'll be one of the best Christmas days he's ever had. He really – he will. I, I, I promise him that. And I expect him to have a damn good day, day on the field too. Well, hey, listen, the Raiders' defense, as we've said many times, they're a pain in the ass. I don't think the Chiefs are just going to march the ball up and down the field. Uh, on the Raiders, but you know ultimately, they'll find their groove. And to me,' the, the, it's the big thing is the Raiders just don't have enough talent, one in the secondary and enough people in the pass rush to contain contain Mahomes, right? I mean, it's just kind of Max Crosby. And the last time they played, Mahomes sits back there forever and buys time and makes plays happen that way. You know, the screen game was big for them. They ran the ball okay. Yeah, I just think there's a little too much offense there in Kansas City, even though it's not a perfect offense, and I don't trust the Raiders' uh, offense on the road in Kansas City. Good Chiefs defense, 28-17 Chiefs.
1: Mahomes capped his thoughts about playing on Christmas when I talked to him after last week's game by saying, we'll celebrate when the game is over. It won't be a celebration If the Raiders are running their buses around Arrowhead Stadium like they did a few years ago when they went into Kansas City and won, the Chiefs understand the stakes here. They still are going to be alive for the one seed in the AFC if the Dolphins lose to the... Cowboys uh, the clouds are parting for the Chiefs can to still steal the one seed and they still need to win the division they still need to develop confidence they need to believe in themselves they have to check this box and beat the Raiders I think they will and my pick for the game is 30 to 20 is that right on the that's right on the. let's go 31 20 is that right on the number 31 20 then Chiefs cover the spread you and I both have the Chiefs winning by 11 uh, and uh, we'll see we'll see Raiders know that team well, and maybe they got a little something as they try to keep Antonio Pierce on the job beyond this year. Giants at the Eagles. Uh-oh. Here's another big spread. Eagles favored by 12. Biggest spread of the week. 82% of the spread money is on the Eagles, even with that 12-point margin. Easy for him to say, 12-point margin. Do you like the Eagles, Chris, against your Giants, and do you like them to cover? Well, uh, yes,
2: and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. Yes, yes. One, I mean, yeah, the Eagles are going to be pissed off. They're at home. They're playing a team that they're in another class from right now. You know, the Giants fighting, respect that. You know that. But, I mean, again, the the offense, I, I, I can't put anything behind that. I mean, if you play with any brains, you're going to stop the Giants' offense. I mean, just don't be dumb like... The commanders or the Packers, I mean, the commanders served up some like, hey, here's Saquon Barkley, a one-on-one of the linebacker, 50 yards down the field, or hey, well, there's Darius Slayton. We won't even cover him. And then you heard me talk about the Packers. They did some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen on defense when they played the Giants and Tommy DeVito, literally ran by him and let him run. You saw last week they didn't let him run, and it was like, oh, no, the Giants have no offense, right? So that's what I expect to happen here. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles 28 to 10. You know, I want to put more points on the board, but I do think the Giants' defense will fight and 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 you know be a little bit of a pain in the ass for that Eagles
1: offense. 34 20 Eagles. It feels like red alert in Philly after three straight losses. They need this one badly. Good lord, can you imagine what the reaction is going to be if they find themselves in a close game in the second half? I think the Eagles win this one easily. I know the Giants have surprised us. They've been fun. feisty. The fun right? kind of ran out against the Saints. Yeah. I, I just think I think that – and then maybe – maybe, who knows? Who knows? I, I'm still 34-20. Maybe they make it interesting, but I don't think so. All right, here's the big game. Ravens at the 49ers. 49ers have beat the shit out of everybody lately. Six straight wins, and the scores are blowout, 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 blowout. The Ravens are only five-point underdogs in this one with an over-under of 47. Chris, you have picked the 49ers to win – Every single week this season, your Kyle Shanahan tattoo has been throbbing every Thursday when we do this Picks podcast. Will you pick the 49ers yet again, or do you believe they have met their match in Lamar Jackson and company?
2: No, I, I'm, I'm taking, taking them all the way. I mean, all the way. And I'm going to take them to cover the spread, too. I am. I'll just get it out of the way right now. 31-21, 49ers, right? You know I love I, I you know, I love the physicality of the Ravens. They got some big people up front that might might might, might not make them have to go too crazy on stopping the run, right? But as much as I love the scheme of the Ravens, I don't know if I think the personnel is big time, right? You've heard me talk about it. they can't rush the passer with four, right? You get they got they're gonna have to blitz to get to Brock Purdy. Blitzing Shanahan with more room downfield for Debo, Samuel, or George Kittle, that ain't a recipe for success. I think the Ravens defense is showing, you know, some cracks in the armor. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's 33 points to the Cleveland Browns. It's 20 points to the Bengals and probably would have been more if Joe Burrow didn't get hurt, right? It's 31 points against the Rams. It's I know seven last week against the Jaguars, but let's not forget they missed two field goals. They did a stupid thing at the end of the half. They fumbled the ball running in the red zone and just dropped it. It wasn't enforced by the Ravens. Their defense worries me a little bit right and you know as much as i have respect for that ravens offense and what they can do they haven't faced a unit like this not not like this 49ers defense you know the ravens got to run the ball that would be the big thing to me but i just think it's too much to overcome on the road
1: out in san francisco 31 21 49ers we have a nearly identical score alert again 31 20 is my pick and when we were talking about the expected point spread on monday and i said it's going to be 10 and you thought it was going to be lower, it made me think that you would at least pick the Ravens to cover the five-point spread, but you're all in with the 49ers, as am I. We, As long as those keep—I mean, I'm not going to change the narrative now. As long as the key players are healthy, they're going to kick the shit out of everybody they face. The, the quest is for second place. That's it, as long as those people stay healthy. They're currently healthy. The 49ers kick the shit out of the Ravens Here. on Monday night. I'm sorry, I know that's disrespectful to the Ravens, but let's be realistic— at home, they got to fly across the country on Christmas night, and the 49ers are waiting, and the 49ers are going to dismantle the Ravens. And it's, not, it's a, If it's a Super Bowl preview, the Super Bowl is going to suck because the 49ers, as long as those guys are healthy, they're going to run over everyone.
2: Yeah, I uh, listen, I, I think they're clearly the best team. You're right about that, and we'll see. Now, the Ravens are well-coached, and they are bullies just like the 49ers, so they're not going to be intimidated, and that'll be fun to watch, no doubt about it. But, yeah, I have a lot of the same thoughts you do. And here, let me give you this a little, right? Like, this is where there's a little motivation here for the 49ers. This is a big game for them. Big game because of what you're saying, staying healthy, right? They win this game. They got the Commanders next week. They, I think, could probably fall asleep and still beat the Commanders, right? I'm just going to give them the win there. That'll allow them to rest against the Rams in Week 18, which I do think will be big. For a team like the 49ers, like, you know, Eric Armstead's been doing the injury there and all that, and they don't want to play the Rams back-to-back weeks. That's why they got to be scared. They got to be worried about that, too.
1: I I would not rest. If they have the bye locked up, I would not rest against the Rams. I would knock the Rams the fuck out of the playoffs if I was the 49ers. I don't want the Rams showing up. We got to break. On that happy note, best bets and Folsom Prison Blues pick when. Hey, country, country West Virginia, Christmas, play your banjo. BFTPM.
2: Yay! Yeehaw!
1: All right, best bets. we got to move quickly. We disagree on six games. Chris, give me your first best bet of the week. Well,
2: I'm going to go with our game on Saturday night, the Bills over the Chargers, right? The The spread is just not big enough, and, uh, yeah, the Bills are way better. 11.5 points. i got them winning 34-13. Agreed. Bills for me, too. What's your next one? My next one is Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Yeah, I don't know. I just look at that and I look at some of the games this week. I trust the Miami Dolphins. I think it's a bad matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking them.
1: You All are- right, give me the Chiefs giving ten to the Raiders on Christmas Day in that early game. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna take care of the Raiders. Okay. Next one.
2: Okay. My last one. I'm going to Christmas Day as well. I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Giants. I mean, I I don't see that
1: happening at all. Eagles blow them out. I thought about going all three favorites on Christmas Day. The Eagles are the ones I'm the most nervous about. I go to the 49ers. Your 49ers. Five is not nearly enough against the Ravens. It's going to be double digits. Give me the 49ers in that one. I'm sorry, John Harbaugh, if you regard that as disrespectful, but it's true. Folsom Prison Blues, who you got? Who Uh, wins no matter what? Who are you
2: going with?
1: I don't know. Bills.
2: I'm going to take the Bills, Bills. too. Of course they are. The Chargers? Are you kidding me? Get out of here.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?